Praise the Lord, everyone. Come on, let's stand on our feet this morning. Let's stand on our feet this morning. We are happy to be in the house of the Lord. To lift him up, to honor him, to just give him thanks. Hallelujah, Jesus. We worship you. Come on, you're going to worship with us.
You need to praise him with the breath that he is giving you. I praise you, oh God. I bless you, God, and I thank you, Jesus. You have given me this breath in my lungs to praise you.
Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, give the Lord a round of applause. He's worthy to be praised. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. We thank you, Lord God. We thank you, Lord. Oh, we worship you this morning. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, have your way among us here this morning, oh God. Hallelujah. We thank you, Jesus. Amen, amen, amen. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. Thank you, praise singers. Amen. Amen. Before you're seated, amen. We're going to just get right into a prayer this morning. Amen. And ask the Lord's will to be done this morning in our service. We're going to ask Him to bless us continually. Amen. There is a spirit of worship in this place this morning. And we can only continue the spirit only if we continue to pursue the will of God in the service. Amen. So we want you to pray. So pray with us this morning. Father God, we thank you for what we're feeling in this place this morning, O oh God. Lord God, we worship you this morning because you're truly worthy to be praised. Oh God, there is none other like you. There is none to compare, oh God. You are the one that is and that is to come. You are the one that we adore and worship, oh God. Oh God, we thank you, Lord God, for your love. We thank you, Lord God, for your goodness and your mercies, oh God. We thank you, Lord God, for being so good to us, oh God. Oh God, you are the one that brought us here in your presence this morning where we can worship you, Lord God, and call upon your name. Oh God, where we can sing unto you, Lord God. Lord God, as we call upon the name of Jesus this morning. Oh God, as we pursue your will this morning in our midst, oh God. We truly, Lord God, thank you in advance for what you're about to do in this hour, Lord God. We glorify you, Lord God, for your word. Eh? Oh, God, we glorify you because you're great. Come on, church. Oh, hallelujah. We glorify you because there is none other like you, Lord God. Oh, Father God, we give you glory. Oh, God, we give you all the honor, Lord God, this morning. Oh, God, we ask you to have your way. Oh, God, in this place this morning, oh, God. Hallelujah. We thank you, Lord God. We thank you. Oh, God, we worship you in this place, oh, God. Because you are mighty, Lord God. You are great. Oh, God, as we usher your presence among us continually, Lord God. Oh, God, I pray, Lord God, before the conclusion of the service today, someone will make up in their mind to give their life to you, Lord God. Someone will make up in their mind to get baptized in your name this morning, oh, God. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, Lord God, we ask you to baptize someone with the baptism of the Holy Ghost this morning, oh God. As we worship you right now. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, praise the Lord, everybody. Hallelujah, praise the Lord, everybody. Hallelujah, praise the Lord, everybody. Hallelujah, He's worthy to be praised. Come on, give the Lord a round of applause. This morning is worthy to be praised. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Amen, amen. Praise God. We thank you, Lord God. Amen. Before you're seated, and you'll be seated in a few minutes. Amen. 
But we want to, uh, in a few minutes, amen, a few seconds, amen. That's all right, minutes, seconds. Will you be seated? Don't worry, amen. But we want to welcome everyone this morning to the house of God. I'm so glad to have our online viewers. We thank you for tuning with us this morning. We pray that God will bless you this morning and God will touch you. That whatever you are, your desires are this morning, God will be able to meet your desires this morning. Amen. Don't give up on God. I, I, I learned in my life growing up that never to give up on God. Regardless how things get slow at times, and regardless of things may not work the way we want it to work at times, don't give up on God. Pursue the will of God. Amen. And the things of God. Amen. The Bible says, if we seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, everything will be added unto us. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Everybody say it's offering time. Uh, sound a little weak there. It's offering time. Amen. Praise God. We pray that you'll give generously this morning. We pray that God will bless you. Don't forget, we're trying to reach 1.5, 1.7 million. So if somebody have 1.7 million somewhere and you want to be a blessing to us, just write a check. We'll be honored to uh, direct you. You know, if you wanted to pay to Christ Center Church, online viewers, everyone in the congregation, if you know someone that want to bless us, 1.7 million, Brother Darrell. You know, if you got it somewhere there, you know, we'll take it. <laughs> you know, but God is an awesome God. You know, we, the Bible say we, we, we receive because we ask, you know, so if we ask and miss, you know, we have to make our petition known unto God. Amen. Because we serve a God that is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, abundantly, above that which we may ask or think. Amen. Pray with us. Father God, we thank you for your presence in this place this morning. We love you, Lord God. We thank you for what you're doing in this hour. Lord God, as we pray this morning, as we're about to receive this morning's offering, we ask your blessing upon every giver, oh God. Those that have to give and those that have not likewise, make a way, Lord God, so they can be a blessing to your kingdom, Lord God. And if you're working on the hearts of somebody's mind this morning, oh God, someone that have $1.7 million that they want to bless us with this morning, Lord God, you know our needs, oh God. We ask you, Lord God, this morning that you will touch that person, Lord God, that person that will be generous, oh God, and genuine, oh God, and be able to give in abundance this morning, Lord God. We ask you, Lord God, that you'll continue to bless us. Father God, we ask you to bless the remaining portion of the service, oh God. Touch our pastor as he come this morning. Let your anointing be upon him like never before, Lord God. And Father God, as we pray, we pray for those that are among us this morning. Those that are listening to us via internet, Lord God. That if they're sick in their body, Lord God, or if they need healing, Lord God. I pray, Lord God, that whatever their needs are this morning, Lord God, we are serving a God that is able to do exceedingly abundantly. And Father God, we ask you, Lord God, that you will touch them. Help them to be whole, Lord God. Let your will be done. Touch them from the crown of their head to the sole of their feet in the mighty name of Jesus. Oh God, we give you glory. And as we give you all the honor, we say thanks in Jesus' name. Come on, give the Lord a round of applause this morning. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Worship the Lord with us. Amen.
got we got somebody different this morning. Preach the word of God. Oh no 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 not that. <laughs> mess with me, I'm gonna mess with him. <laughs> What's up, son? So I have a little special, just my going away gift because I'm going to college. But first things first, I just want to say happy birthday to my mom. Today's her birthday. <laughs> but yeah, um, I'm gonna sing a special for you guys and just worship with me. Yes. Morning. The atmosphere is changing, nothing stays the same, heaven is waiting for the mention of your name, the spirit is moving, burning like a flame, healing the broken by the one we proclaim. Raise it up, fill the sky, chains will fall, mountains move, we'll lift him high, speak the name, the name above all other names, speak the name, the name the wind. Let's go. 
Come on, we ought to do better than that. The presence of the Lord is in the house. Let's give him honor and praise this morning. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Come on, Joe. Come on right back up. Amen. Anyone else going off to college? Rayon, you're going, you're going back to school. Are you going back to school? Come on anyway. Come on, Rayon. Where did he go? I know I saw him. Come on. <laughs> Rayon is working. Rayon always working, right? Come on, stand right in front of me here, guys. Let me anoint you. We don't know what the school year is going to bring, but we want to bring Jesus with us. That's all I'm worried about. We don't know. We, we can't predict how it will go. We know there's a lot of things that's going on. Josiah is going on campus this week. You're probably not going on campus. You, you are going on campus this week, too. So there you go. So we really got to pray. <laughs> so let, let's pray for these two young men. We want God's hand to be upon them. We want him to protect them from a, any kind of sickness, obviously from the virus. And more importantly, we want the name of Jesus Christ to reign in their life and to be upon them. And that wherever they go, their light will shine. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for Rayon and Josiah, Lord God. We thank you for the work that you're doing in their life as young men, Lord God. I pray in the name of Jesus Christ that your hand be upon them, Lord Jesus. And that as they go, Lord God, the hand of the Lord will be upon them and the presence of the Lord will be all around them. I pray that no harm nor danger will come to them. That you will keep them, Lord God, from ailments, from sickness, from diseases, and from the virus, Lord God. I pray, Lord Jesus, that you will give them wisdom and knowledge and understanding. I pray that you will constrain them in righteousness and holiness, Lord God. I pray their faith will increase, Lord God, and you will use them as your vessel. That you will use them, Lord God, to be your witness. Use them as a light to shine bright on campus, Lord God. I pray, Father, that you will take them safely. Bring them back safely, Lord God. And more importantly, use them to be soul winners, Lord God. That they will reach lost people, Lord God. Keep them, bless them, and let the provision of God be upon them, Lord. We thank you for them, Lord God. As they go, I pray in safety going and safety coming and safety while they're there. We pray and ask these things in Jesus' name. Somebody say amen.
Thank you, fellas. Appreciate y'all. Amen. Hallelujah. We don't know what's going on this school year. Not even uh, the administrators, they know. And they're doing their mess. So let's pray for them. And remember what I said this Saturday morning at 10 a.m., we will get together right here and we will begin to pray for school districts and colleges um, that we're all connected to and pray God's hand upon those districts and uh, those schools that they will be kept safe and the will of God will be done in that school. And so join us this Saturday morning at 10 a.m. That's our back to school event. We want to pray the prayers of faith for all of our schools. So. Uh, continue to keep Josiah and Rayon in your prayer. Um, we want them to be okay, and we want them to be a bright light on campus. Amen. Um, today is Sister Scarlett's birthday. Sister Scarlett, happy birthday. Amen. I don't know if Brother Scarlett was um, um, purposely doing this. You know, I never thought about this, but I don't know if you know this, Sister Scarlett. Maybe only he alone can answer this, or maybe you can answer it. Um, that your marriage was your birthday present. <laughs> Tomorrow is her wedding anniversary. So I'm thinking that they, they sized that up. It was him? Go ahead, Everty. All right. Yes, sir. He scoped that out like, okay, the best, best birthday present she can ever get. She get her a fine man like Everton Scarlet. A godly man like Everton Scarlet that plays the trumpet like none other. Hallelujah. Happy birthday. Happy anniversary. You know we love you both so dearly, and we're grateful to God for you. So enjoy your anniversary tomorrow. Enjoy your birthday today, and God bless you. Amen. What an awesome thing. And while we're on that, one of my other sons got married yesterday, O'Neal Henry, Brother Henry's son. I told Brother Henry this morning, you're a father-in-law now, bro. <laughs> I remember when I became a father-in-law in December. I said, whoa, I'm a father-in-law, huh? So Brother Henry's a father-in-law. Amen. Is, is one and only son. Amen. Got married yesterday and we had a good time. And uh, as I mentioned, I'm, I'm just enjoying watching the young fellas doing their thing, get married and do the right thing. It's, it's a, it's just such a pleasure and a blessing to watch the young men do the right thing. Cause that's what they're doing. They're doing the right thing. They're doing the godly thing, and they're all getting married, and they, they've learned, and, 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 and they're doing great things. And I like how they just hang out with their spouse and have a good time with their spouse. These young men are doing um, wonderfully. All of them that I know that got married, they're just doing so wonderful. And I'd love to see it, and I thank God for it. So I'm, I'm appreciative of my, my other son, O'Neal, that got married yesterday. Claiming everybody as my son. Amen. But O'Neill, really, Ethan and O'Neill, they, they son material. You know I go way back with them, so I, I don't know what else to tell y'all. They, they sons. Amen. So thank God for that. And guess what? I was, I was looking around this morning, and I said, all right, um, all my kids are here except for one. And then the one that I was thinking about walked in the door. I said, all right, Jesus, I got all my kids in the house this morning. <laughs> Oh, man. I looked around. I said, uh, one of my sons missing, Lord, right in my mind, just in my mind, just me and Jesus. I said, Jesus, one of my sons missing from church this morning. And he just walked in, made me smile. So thank God for that. We have a guest with us this morning, and we just want him to just raise his hand when we call his name. Andrew. How you say your last name, Andrew? Uh, Petrie. Petrie. 
Andrew Petrie. Welcome to Christ-Centered Church. We are so glad to have you, and we thank God for sending you here this morning to be with us. And Andrew, we just want you to know if there's anything at all that we can do to help you in your walk in Christ, please let us know. That's what we're all about. And um, we just want to let you know that we're thankful that you're here. We know God sent you here. It wasn't a coincidence. And um, however you got here, trust me, God uses people in, in special ways to do his will. And so you're here this morning because of the will of God. You remember, I, I had a conversation with Andrew on the phone this week. And remember, I told you all, and I don't want you to take it for granted, continue to remember this, that I tell you, not everybody you can go to and ask them, how can I be saved? And they can explain that to you. That is, I can't believe how significant that is, and you can't get that to be explained a lot. People will tell you, just believe, just trust God, and they'll come up with a lot of different things that it's a part of it, but it's not what you're supposed to do to be saved. And I'm just baffled sometimes how I see that, you know, there are so many people that just really don't know how to be saved, and we're talking about congregations that don't know how to be saved. It's one thing to praise God. It's another thing to, you know, go in the house of the Lord and feel the presence of God. But it's a whole different ball game to give your life to God. And giving your life to God just don't mean I believe. There's a lot of people that believe, and they believe the moment while they're in the house. But when they go outside that house, their action says, I don't really believe. Don't get quiet on me now. Don't get quiet on me now. I got to tell you the truth. The best thing I can ever do for you is tell you the truth. If I ever tell you anything other than the truth, that's the worst thing I can do. But the best thing I can ever do is tell you the truth. So please just always understand. And when I tell you the truth, I tell the truth with all the love that I can tell it with. So believe me, when I'm telling you the truth, sometimes I'm telling the truth and it's hurting me for telling you. But but I can't I can't not do it. The Lord will spank me. And, you know, I don't want to get spanked from him because his spanking is not like anybody else's spanking. I'm trying to tell you. Amen. Turn your uh, hands and point towards Brother Izzy. He doesn't even know that I, I wanted to pray for him and for what. But just point your hands and pray God will touch his body, touch his mind. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, I pray for Brother Izzy right now that from the crown of his head to the sole of his feet, Lord, you will deliver him, you will loose him, and you will set him free from all bondage and sin, from all that holds him captive, Lord. Today, Lord God, I pray by the authority of the Word of God and the power of the name of Jesus Christ that, Lord, you will overshadow him and that, Lord God, you will set him free and that he will never be the same. I command you to be loose, to be free. I command you today to be whole. In the name of Jesus, Lord, have your way with Brother Izzy, overshadow him right now, Lord, and let the power from on high, oh God, set him free in the name of Jesus. Oh my God, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. If you have your Bibles, turn to 2 Timothy. Again, welcome to all to Christ in the church. So glad you're here this morning. So glad we can come together one more time. What the old time song says, this could be our last time. We don't know. And so we can't take for granted any opportunities that we get to come together. 
Amen. At the wedding yesterday, we were able to see Pastor and Sister Nella hang out with them for a little bit at the wedding. That was great. We shoot the breeze, always reminisce about some things. Amen. I love to hear when Pastor Nella always say, this is not like it used to be. It's just a different world. You know, he's always telling you, and, and, and I just imagine all the things that he's seen over the years. I'm just like, I, I can't imagine it, but I know you know what you're saying. He said, this is a different world now. And um, him and First Lady still going strong. Love them both very dearly. And um, we're able to hang out with the Smith. Um, Tamik and Harold been trying to get us to come over to their house for a long time now. And I don't know why we haven't been there. I put it all on my wife and said, this is my wife. So... <laughs> So Tamika said yesterday, Uncle Wayne, you got to, I said, just talk to Nicola. She will arrange it. I'm, I'm there whenever you all are ready. But we had a good time with them. We haven't seen them in such a long time. And so we had a good time in the backyard. I love that. I love the quaintness of that um, uh, get together yesterday. Backyard, you know, just a few people um, was good. And O'Neal, you know, he can, you know, I trained him well and he took it to another level. This is another reason why he's my son. So all the food that was there was food I like. Woo! He said it was all food I like because, you know, Neil came from my school. So he just branched, he just kept on expanding the school. So he got there, we had stuff like lint chocolate. <laughs> we had a rocher, you know, little stuff. And then he went to the dessert spot in Princeton, Nasir. So, you know, we had some mango mousse cake. I mean, his cake, mango mousse. Now, what weddings, um, you know, what wedding, you know, the, the, the cake is mango mousse. O'Neal had mango mousse, though, baby. I was loving me some O'Neal. And he uh, had the food catered by Morgan's Grill. And, you know, we know those folks over there in Heightstown. And so it was all good. We just had a good time. I, I enjoyed myself yesterday. And thank God for that. Amen. Second Timothy. Chapter 2. And verse number 20. The word of the Lord says, but in a great house, there are not only vessels of gold and of silver, but also of wood and of earth and some to honor and some to dishonor. If a man therefore purge himself from these, he shall be a vessel unto honor, sanctified and meet for the master's use and prepared unto every good work. Pray with me, Lord Jesus. We thank you for your presence. We thank you for your word. We thank you, Lord God, for what you're doing even now and what you will do throughout this service. We pray, almighty God, that thy kingdom come, thy will be done, and that there will be a manifestation of your power in each and every one of our lives, that there will continue to be a moving of your spirit, and that deliverance will come to those that need deliverance, that salvation will come to those that need salvation today, and that, Lord God, we will not leave this place the same way we came in, but that you will do something supernatural and divine within us, Lord God. We want to draw closer to you. We want to draw, oh God, near and intimate into your presence and know you, Lord God. I pray today for change to come to each and every one of us, change that you bring about. We ask you these things in the wonderful and matchless name of Jesus Christ. Let us all say amen. 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 You may be seated. I've entitled this message today, Vessels in the Great House. Vessels in the Great House. House. I know you have heard it said, and I know I've heard it said, 
that there are too many hypocrites in the church. That's why I don't attend. Have you heard that statement before? And so a lot of people decide that what's the sense of going? A lot of hypocrites in the church. And so I don't want to go into no church where there are hypocrites. The truth is there are hypocrites in the bars. There are hypocrites in the club. There are hypocrites in your favorite restaurants, in your school, at your workplace, your salon that you like to go to, your barbershop, and probably sometimes in your house. Mm -hmm. But we still go to those places. Uh Uh-huh, uh-huh. I know what you're saying. The church is supposed to be different, though, you know? And I agree with you. The church is supposed to be different. And, of course, the church do have virtue in it. The church do have righteousness and godliness and holiness and agape love in it. So the church do have those things. The things that you think the church is supposed to have, the church do have. Don't make any mistake about it. The church do have what it's supposed to have because the church is the body of Christ. The church belongs to Jesus Christ. And so the church do have what it is supposed to have. However, you got to understand that while there are virtue and righteousness and godliness and holiness, And love, while all of that is in the church, the power of God is in the church. The hand of God is working. It's in the church. Deliverance is in the church. Salvation is in the church. Restoration is in the church. It's all in the church, but you best believe there are hypocrites as well in the church. So get over it. There's some awesomeness in the church, and there's some hypocrites in the church. It's just the way it is. But don't you worry about it. Jesus, when he walked the earth, as we know, Jesus is almighty God in flesh. When he walked the church, walked the earth, he established the church because he is the head of the church, Jesus Christ. And so he established the church when he walked the earth. And guess what? The first saints in the church were the 12 disciples. Uh huh. Yeah, they they were his main men. They were the people that was in ministry, serving. People looked at them as wow. And he walked the earth, and he was leading the church. And of the twelve men that he had in ministry, one was called the devil, hypocrite, a thief. So just be. Comfortable and rest in your mind that there will always be, until Jesus comes back for the church, there will always be some hypocrites in the church as well as the people that are holy, as well as the people who are righteous, as well as the people who are loving, as well as the people who are righteous and do the right things and serve God. You will have those people, but you will always have some other kind of people. That's just the way it is. That will not change until the Lord comes back. Uh huh. And so we read the text about 
the great house. Vessels in the great house. In a great house, there will naturally be variety of furnitures and utensils in that great house. Uh-huh. Many different kinds. Some of them will be of wood and of earthenware for meaner purposes and others of gold and silver for, for, for real big time occasions. And when, when, when the, when the master have any special event, he brings out the nice utensil that he uses and his, his big time guest uses. I mentioned this morning that some of us in here Women, probably more than men, that you have things in your home that you have, but you don't use. And you don't use it because you don't feel like it's useful. Whether it's a pot that's all chipped up and dented up and you're like, I need to throw that out. But for some reason, you still have it. You didn't throw it out. It's still there. Utensils that, yeah, I don't even use that anymore. And you need to get rid of it, but it's still there. And you know how the men are. We look at some stuff and we just like, this has been sitting here for how many years doing nothing, but we don't say anything, men don't say anything. But, but, but you can look around and see things that you're like, it's not being used, but it's in the house. It's not being used, but it's in the house. We would call something like that worthless. If it's in the house and not being used, Isn't that what it would be? It would be worthless. It's in the house. It's not being used. So we will call something like that worthless. Well, I'm here to tell you this morning, we can uh, uh, look at the same kind of concept for the church. If we're in the church and we're not being used, well, maybe we're worthless. Mm -hmm. We're there. We're in it. But we're worthless because... We're useless. Mm -hmm. The great house. The great house. The Apostle Paul compares the great house to the church of the living God. Uh So when you hear me say for the rest of the way, the great house, just keep in your mind the church. The church. Oh, The church is the great house, belonging to the great God. According to the promise, his promise, I will dwell in them and walk in them. The church is the temple in which the Lord is worshipped, the palace which he rules. It is his castle and a place of defense for his truth. The armory out of which he supplies his people with weapons. The church is God's mansion's house in which he abides. This is my rest forever. Here will I dwell for I have desired it. It's where he manifests himself like no other place. The church is body and God will manifest himself in the church. And listen to me carefully. Nobody gets to heaven without being in the church. So when you read about heaven, when, when, when you hear about heaven, do not believe you can go to heaven solo act. Do not believe you can go to heaven doing it your way. You have to realize there's only one way to get to heaven and that's through the church. 
If you are not in the church, you can never get to heaven. If you're not in the church, you will never make it to where Jesus will forever rule and reign and we will get to experience all his goodness. We have to be in the church to experience those things. The old timers will tell you quickly that the ark, Noah's ark, was a typology of the church. And that means that that was the only place that was safe when the flood came. The people that weren't in the ark were destroyed. But everyone that was in the ark was saved. And the old timers will go and tell you, but in that ark, it couldn't have smelled too good there, Sister Stacy. A lot of animals was in there. And so you know it didn't smell that good in there. And you wasn't trying to have no holes where water can get in there. So you got to realize the only holes that was in the ark was way up in it. So it was a lot of smells down low. Mm-hmm. Didn't smell good. I'm sure, as brothers always do, I'm sure they had little stuff going on, mad at each other. I'm sure as sisters, ladies are together, eh, I don't want to be bothered today. I'm sure all of that went on in the ark. I'm sure Noah's wife was like, honey, can you do something about the smell? I'm sure all of those things were going on in the ark. It wasn't always good. But I'm sure there were times where they gathered together in one place and they sat there or laid there and says, wow. Can you believe we're safe from all of what's going on out there? And if we weren't here in this ark together, we would be destroyed. And so they're sitting in one place, holding each other's hand and thanking God because they were safe. And if they weren't in that ark, they wouldn't have been safe. Say what you want about the church, but the bottom line is God is the head of it and he has chosen how he will directed and he choose what he will allow and not allow in his church it's not up to me and you what is allowed and not allowed in the church our job is to preach the gospel and love people preach the gospel and love people preach the gospel and worship God preach the gospel and praise God preach the gospel and love people it's our job our job is not to tell people you need to uh, stop coming here because you ain't right. It's not what we do. It's not how we roll. It's not what God called us to do. The great house, which relates to the church, contains many vessels. There are earthen and wooden and vessels. There are gold and silver vessels. Some to honor and some to dishonor. It is no honor to be a vessel in the great house, if it does not get used. If you are a vessel in the great house and you do not get used, it is not an honor. If you're a vessel that's just chucked in the corner collecting dust, you're not an honorable vessel. Likewise, if you're in the church just sitting around absorbing knowledge and doing nothing with it, you're not a worthy vessel. Mm-hmm. In all things, if you look at the word of God, God is not, it's not, there's so many ways of putting this. It's not healthy to eat and never exercise. (laughs) 
It's never healthy. God has designed this body that it comes in and it goes out. It's a principle. It's not just for you to release yourself. It's a principle of God. If it comes in, it got to go out. And if the word of God comes into you, how does it go out? Through your action. How does it go out? How you treat people. How does it go out? How you live this thing. So God designed everything to receive and to give. To receive and to give. And as people of God, if we're just receiving and not giving, we're in trouble. That's how he designed it. Just look at all his design. Nothing is supposed to be stagnant. Nothing is supposed to just stay and do nothing and not move. That's not how God designed his people or his design of his world. Mm-hmm. I want to be an honorable vessel. I want to be used of God. Anybody want to be used of God? Understand this. There's all kinds of people that's going to be in the church. Love them. <laughs> I mentioned this morning. Every vessel or every individual will serve some kind of use and purpose, no matter what. If you're one that's just like, what they like to say, a bump on the log in church, you serve a purpose. You know what your purpose is? For someone to look and say, I don't want to be like that. We got something to look at to see what it looks like. To say, "Mm -mm, I don't want to be like that. If you're one that, 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 that you're just all over the place in a busy body, don't get mad. I don't want to be like that. Well, you pray, you follow the word of God so you can live not being a busy body. So everything and everyone will serve a purpose. You have people that will get on your nerves. They, they, they just always have something negative to say. They always got to bring somebody down. Guess what? That make you see what you should not be. Everything in everybody serves a purpose and you just have to know what purpose they're serving, but it will edify you. That's why the Bible says all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are called according to his purpose. If you love God and you're called according to his purpose, let everything help you to be a good thing in your Christian walk. Everything. No matter how bad it looks, no matter how much you think, what in the world is this? Just let it work for your good. Let it work for your good. Don't turn your back on it. If God allow it, you know he allowed it for a reason. God don't have to allow it. God loves you so much, he caused you the apple of his eye. God loved you so much that he said, I will come down and I will manifest myself as a human and I will give my life for you. That's how much he loves you. So if he loved you so much, why would he allow something to come in your life to destroy you? We got to stop and slow it down sometimes. And really start thinking about the word of God here and start, and start talking to the Lord and start making some sense and stop just 
allowing things to just get us out of whack. we got to stop and say, Lord, I know you love me. I know you died for me. You will never take pleasure in me being destroyed. So why are you allowing this? I can answer it for you today. Because all things work together for good to them who love God, to them who are called according to his purpose. And if we will allow God to do what he's doing and say, God, just show me what this is supposed to do in my life, I believe we will be better Christians and we will become vessels of honor. I don't want to be a vessel of dishonor. I want to be a vessel of honor. But the big thing is we're all together in the same place. And it's easy to fool yourself to say, oh, we're all here. We all have our nice clothes on. Uh, we're all, you know, saying all the right things, you know. Hey, brother, God bless you. Good to see you. We're all saying God is good all the time and all the time God is good. We got all the cliches and we're all saying it. We got everybody doing what they do when we come together. But we don't really know people's heart. And only one knows your heart and his name is Jesus. And so we all look the part. The question is, are we all apart? In Matthew chapter 13, the Bible says in verse 29, but he said, nay, lest while you gather up the tares, you root up also the wheat with them. Verse 30 says, let both grow together until the harvest. And in the time of harvest, I will say to the reaper, gather ye together first the tares and bind them in bundles to burn them. But gather the wheat into my barn. Listen to me. Because we're in the garden together, it doesn't mean we're all going to experience the same ending. Because we're in the, all in the garden together, it does not mean we will all experience the same ending. We can all be in the garden together. Listen, the Bible says Judas went and hung himself when he betrayed our God. He went and hung himself, which means he went to his own place. And anybody going to their own place is not going where Jesus wanted them to go. Because the Bible would have said he went into the presence of the Lord. You read the Bible, it tells you about the beggar man, Lazarus. And the Bible says... When he died, he was carried away in the bosom of Abraham into the presence of the Lord. And then it talked to you about the rich man. He died and in hell he opened his eyes and he was like tormented. So I'm here to tell you if Judas went into the presence of the Lord, the Bible would have said it. But the Bible said he went to his own place. Own place. But he was in the garden together. He was in the house together. How, how could he go to his own place when they were all together? How could he go to his own place when they walked together? They walked, they saw the miracles of God together. They heard the same preaching. They heard the same talks and they saw the same miracles. But Judas decided to do his own thing. Judas looked the part. Judas was acting the part. But at the end of the day, as we like to say, Judas didn't inherit what God had for him. We can all be in the same garden. We can all look the same. And God will allow us to be there. You know what it's called when God say, you can, he allowed Judas to continue to walk with the church and he didn't check him. You know what that's called, church? That's called grace. 
grace. I always say grace. There's a lot of ways people describe grace, but I can't describe it any better than this for you to understand. Grace is you being given. Well, it's twofold. It's twofold. Grace on the first uh, go around is this. You having the opportunity to come to know who Jesus is. That's grace. Because Jesus didn't have to manifest himself to you. He did not have to do that. But at some point in time in any one of our lives, he will allow himself to be made known unto every one of us. There's not going to be one individual in this world that you will not have an opportunity to know about Jesus, to know Jesus. So that's really grace in essence. But then after that, he will give you time that you don't deserve to try to make it right. That's grace. So grace is him manifesting itself to you and giving you time that you don't deserve to get your life right. So he showed Judas grace. He manifested himself to Judas. Almighty God in flesh. So he got that part. And he knew Judas was stealing the money from the church. He knew Judas was being a hypocrite. But he never checked him. He gave him grace. Go ahead, Judas. It's up to you. And that's why I said, for me, as a pastor of a church, yes, I will pull you to the side and tell you if something is wrong to try to tell you what's right so you will know better. But there's everything that we need is in the word of God. I'm going to preach the word of God. It's going to be up to you if you receive it. Listen, if Judas walked with the master... The king of kings, the Lord of lords, the one who created everything. If Judas walked with him and he couldn't see straight enough to be right, I'm just going to preach the word to you because that's just being what the master was doing. Jesus just preached the word. He manifested his power. He loved them. He did everything. It was up to them. Either they were going to follow or not. He didn't force any one of them. And that's what I told you about love. Love don't force itself. When you're starting to try to make people do things, watch yourself. You're treading on some different territory now when you're trying to make people do stuff. Love says, hey, I love you, and here's the deal. It's up to you what you're going to do. Yes, children that don't know any better, don't get that confused. You know, i got to preach to everybody because sometimes, I, you know, you're going to say, well, what about children? you got to correct them. They're children. They don't know any better. So, yes, you got to correct them. But after someone becomes an adult and they know adult things, you can't make them do anything. Mm-hmm. Got to bend the tree while the tree is young, but you can't bend the tree if that gets old. Mm-hmm. Everyone in the garden may not be wheat. Mm-hmm. Some of us in the garden are tares. And while we're all together in the same garden, the wheat will forever be in God's presence, but the tares at some point will be bundled and burned. And so we got to realize we must be wheat and not tares. Mm-hmm. Listen to me. Judas stole from the church and never gave anything. It cost him eternal life. Joab was a good warrior for David, but he wasn't a real saint of God. These were men that was moving with people 
that were godly, moving with people that were holy and righteous, moving with people that were serving God. They were with them, but they weren't really of them. Judas was with the church, but he really wasn't for the church. Uh-huh. Let me get some of this stuff. Church trying to get people money. I might as well try to get some of it too. That's what Judas was thinking. Joab was more for David than he was for Christ. They moved with the right people. They, they, they were able to see what God was doing. They heard the word of God. But unfortunately, they just really wasn't a part of what was going on. Mm-hmm. I want to be a vessel in the king's house, in the master's house that he can use. I want him to pick me up and say, wow. <laughs> Don't you want God to pick you up and say, wow, let me use you. Oh, somebody, I want to be used of God because that's his approval to say, you are mine. You belong to me and I will show you great honor and favor. I want to be used by him. True Christians are the glory of Christ. But false professors at their very best are dishonorable. What do you mean by that, preacher? I'll tell you in a second. Better the smallest honorable vessel than the largest dishonorable one. Better the least of all the saints than the greatest of vain professors. Church, hear me. You have heard it said, what will a man gain to gain the whole world and lose his soul? You ever stop to think about that, all that's in the world? People are going crazy for just a little tiny bit of what's in the world. You know, in this country, in America, we say real estate is the, the best thing that you can possess in this world. Real estate. Dirt. Dirt. That you are. We say that's the most precious thing. Then we go on and we'll talk about, you know, jewels and pearls and diamond and gold and silver and money. We say those are the most precious things in this world and we go after them. And God is saying, all of what's in this world is not more precious than one person. And we, missing, we keep missing it and thinking that things are more valuable than our soul. And God is saying the total opposite. That there is nothing, not even the entire world and all its riches, not even the entire world and all its riches, riches is more important than you. And we miss it. You don't want to follow and pursue a God that thinks about you like that. He is saying, I don't care how much. We've been saying we need $1.7 million to get a building so we can have better church services and reach more people and all of this stuff. And that's great and that's wonderful and that's what we want. And the Lord is saying that $1.7 mil is nothing comparing to your soul being right with me. That's what God is after. And we're doing the total opposite. Ooh, ooh. God is pursuing our soul and we're pursuing other things. My God. I don't know how he does it. Well, he's God, but man, oh man. I'm telling you, sometimes I feel bad for God. Because it's God's desire to, 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 to dwell in us. It's God's desire for us to dwell in him. It's God's desire that we be one with him. And we're chasing after everything else. 
Probably only a guy that chases a woman that don't want him probably knows that. <laughs> I've had guys over the years. Man, I got to have her chasing her. And she don't want to have nothing to do with him. And the Lord wants to have right relationship with all of us. And so many of us don't want to have nothing to do with him. Are you an honorable or dishonorable vessel in the church? You got to ask yourself that. Are you one who talk about Jesus, profess Jesus, but deep down you know you are not really true to who you're supposed to be as a Christian? In 2 Timothy, we read earlier in, in, in chapter 2, verse 21, the word says, If a man therefore purge himself from these, he shall be a vessel unto honor, sanctified and meet for the master's use, prepared unto every good work. Church, I've got good news for you. It doesn't matter what your status is right now, a vessel of dishonor, a corrupt vessel, whatever you may be, one that's worthless and been collecting dust. It doesn't matter what you are right now. God can turn it around for you, and that's the goodness of God. He says, I can turn it around for you if you will trust me this morning. If you will trust me, if you will look to me, I will turn it around, but you have to want it. Back to that thing is, we got to pursue the things of God. We can't just sit back and think it just comes to us. We have to pursue it. We can't sit back and think the things of God is just going to come to us. Because God himself knows that only what you're interested in will you do what you have to do to maintain that interest. And we want to lie to ourselves and think. Here's a big lie that you probably tell yourself. We want to lie to ourselves and think this, Ethan, that if we just sit back, you know, all right, let me just play how some people play. Well, God knows everything, so I don't see why he's not blah, 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 blah. Okay, let me tell you what you don't understand. Just say you say that, and that's just how you're looking at things. Just say God does what he don't do, which is to try to force himself on you. So he comes because he knows everything, and he comes to you, and what he's supposed to do for you, he does. You think you're going to maintain it? Easy come, easy go, they say. You ain't going to maintain it. So we're fooling ourselves to think of God to show up and do something miraculous, show up and do what we think he needs to do, that we're going to be good and we're going to be all right and we'll make it. No, you have to want this and you have to pursue this in order for you to maintain this and let God work in your life. You got to want it. You got to want this. It will not happen regular. But somehow we think we can just, it can just happen because God knows. I am telling you, if God does what he needs to do in your life, you still will not follow up. What we like to say, you, wouldn't, you still won't do the follow up. You still won't do what it takes. You know what I'm saying? It's like having a chef. Uh, that can cook for you, uh, someone that will help you uh, with your exercise and, and get you, help you get in shape and all of that stuff. They can come and help you do that if you don't have the desire to continue. When they're done, guess what? You go back to where you used to be. You see? You see what I'm saying? So I'm not telling you something crazy. Same thing. You have to want it for yourself so when God does it, it will continue to happen in your life because you wanted it. But if you don't want it, God can't do it for you. Because if he do it for you, it won't last. Because you won't treasure it. You won't think it's valuable. You won't think it's meaningful. So we have to want it. 
And so that's why it's important that we can't just sit back and keep on intellectually saying what we think and what God should do. Because we don't know what God should do. We're not God. We have to want this thing and pursue it. Mm-hmm. You can be purged today because that's what the Bible says, that if we will purge ourselves, you can be purged today. Purging is, is, is removing things that you need to get out. And, and the scripture says if a man will purge himself, if a man will therefore purge himself, you can be purged and cleansed today, right now, that you may be useful to the master and become a vessel of honor. I want to be a vessel of honor. And so when you get purged and you become a vessel of honor, there's a lot of things that can happen for you. Three things that I know can happen for you when you get purged and, and you become uh, sanctified, when, when, when you become cleansed. There, there's three things that can happen. The first thing is you will be made holy. And the Bible says, without holiness, no man shall see the Lord. So if we're not holy, we can't see God. And so we still want to believe that we're going to see God just the way we are. And we're not going to see God unless we're holy. We have to be holy. Be ye holy as I am holy. Holiness is essential. And so when we purge ourselves, we will be made holy. Uh-huh. Set apart for God's special purpose while personally experiencing the effects of Christ's presence in our lives. The second thing that can happen when we purge ourselves is we become useful to the Lord Jesus. Uh-huh. We, 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 be, we become valuable. We become advantageous and worthy and helpful and serviceable. What a privilege to be called these things in Christ. The third thing is we are now prepared to do the good work of Christ. Uh-huh. Ready and willing, without hesitation or reluctance, to serve the master in any task he requires. I would love to know if I had time to hear all of your testimonies and uh, what you will tell me about this. But here is my testimony. I remember when I first went to church, I wanted to do something for God. I don't know about you and and. I would love to hear all of your testimony, where you are on that. But I remember when I first went to church, I wanted to do something for God. You know, it's just sim it's, it's, it's simple uh, appreciation. If you feel like somebody's done something good for you, do you feel like returning the favor? I mean, if, I've, if someone has done something good for me, I really want to return the favor. I really want to do something good for them. And so I would think that if we understand that God has been good to us, that we've got to say, God, show me what I can do to show my goodness to you. But we don't realize that in a lot of ways, all we're doing is walking around making God be good to us. And we are not being good to him. I mean, we even do it with our earthly parents. And if you don't do it, shame on you if you don't do it with your earthly parents. But I know one thing. Mother's Day come, I want to honor my mother. Birthday come, I want to honor her. 
I want to let, let her know how much I appreciate her. Same thing with my father. Same thing with my children. Same thing with my wife. So all the people in my life, I want them to know that I appreciate them. I mean, I would think that's just a normal way of being, right? I'm not getting no amen. Maybe some, maybe somebody virtually is saying amen. <laughs> maybe, maybe somebody online is saying amen. Somebody online say amen. I heard you. Heard them. They agreed with me. It's a natural way of being that when someone show you goodness, you want to show them goodness as well. And God has been good to us nonstop showing us goodness. Don't you want to show Him goodness? Well, purge yourself that you can be holy and become a vessel that He can use and work through a vessel of honor and not one of dishonor. Help me, Jesus. And so if you will purge yourself thoroughly today, you can leave here differently. And sometimes, church, don't think it's always some big bad sin you're doing while you need purging. It's some little things. I told the church this morning that at the 9 a.m. service, I guess I should say, I said, Many of us have been blessed in this corona season. A lot of us that I know in this church have been really blessed where, you know, we have not find ourselves in any real bad financial situation. We're still all moving along pretty decently and doing all right. I said, most of us that find our place and find ourselves in that place is because we've been pretty consistent in our giving to Christ. And. It's a no, you don't think about it and you do it all the time, but you mess up and stop doing it. And one day you're going to realize, why is this happening to me? And it's going to come back to you. You stop doing what you've always done. It's how it works. It's just, when you start, when you practice something, you do it all the time, it becomes like no big deal. And you forgot why you were doing it to begin with. You forgot the results that it produces and you kind of just keep on doing it and not think about it. But you stop doing it all of a sudden you're going to see a whole lot of stuff start happening and you're wondering. I'll go a step further. If you're someone that prays all the time and you're praying all the time, you will see that the peace of God and life just seems a little bit more easier. But you find yourself busy and you're not praying the way you used to. You see, life becomes just a little bit more challenging and you start complaining a little bit more. (laughs) Because the bottom line is this. We take things for granted that we're doing. So when it comes down to purging ourselves, most of the times we probably got to go to God and talk about some little things that we have not thought about. To purge ourselves from those things. And so God is trying to get someone in here this morning, or many of you in here this morning, and watching us virtually, purge yourself. You got to purge yourself. Somebody say, purge myself. I want to be a vessel of honor. Anybody want to be a vessel of honor? That's what God intends for us. God wants to show us off. Oh my God, you're not understanding how this works. When, 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 when you have any, we probably don't do this these days because we just changed our world so much. But back in the day, when you were having 
high-level guests in your home, you brought out your best china and the glasses. Clean, clean. Not, not, not the stuff that they got now. Clean, clean stuff. You, you brought out the best silver. Clean, clean. The best of everything. Because what you brought out told something about you and what you thought about your guests. But it told a lot about you. And so here's what I'm trying to tell you. When we purge ourselves, God wants to use us to show people who we are to Him and who He is to us. And when we purge ourselves and get ourselves together and get ourselves right, God is going to use you and brag on you and use you for people to see. Oh, somebody, you're not hearing me this morning. You hear me this morning? God wants to use you. He wants to show you off. He wants to brag on you. He wants people to know who you belong to. Oh, man, we are the only people, it seems like, that don't want to walk around and brag about who our daddy is. The Rockefellers don't have no problems doing that. The, 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 the Joneses, the, the Joneses, that, you know, they, they don't have a problem doing that. Bill Gates don't have a problem doing His kids don't have a problem doing Like They don't have a problem bragging on their existence, where they came from. And the children of God have the greatest father. Have the greatest father. Have the richest daddy. And we don't go around walking like we got the richest daddy. We don't go around walking like we have the best father and we have the best inheritance coming. We don't go around. It's time to change that. But we got to purge ourselves. We got to cleanse ourselves and begin to live the way God wants us to live so he can use us. Woo. God is asking us to purge ourselves. He wants to work in this world, and we are his instruments that he wants to work through. God wants to work through you. We are his instruments. That's, that, 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 that's, that's kind of how he does. He's, he, we are his hands and his feet. And when we use our voice, we are his echo. We're not saying our own words, but we're saying what he says. We're echoing what he's already spoken. So he wants to use our voice. He wants to use our hands. He wants to use our feet. He wants to use us as great vessels in his great house. But we have to purge ourselves. We have to work ourselves through this cleansing process people like to cleanse their body here's a cleansing colon cleansing and this cleansing and that cleansing well we need a jesus cleansing we need to be cleansed we need to be clean so christ can work in us and through us somebody say amen stand with me in first john chapter three Verse number two, the word of the Lord says, Behold, now are we the sons of God. And it does not yet appear what we shall be, but we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him. For we shall see him as he is. Who wants that experience? Well, this is what the scriptures say you have to do to get that experience. <laughs> And every man that had this hope, that experience we just read, 
<laughs> we have to purify ourselves if we want what we just read. When he appears, we want to be like him and see him as he is. We want that. And that's a wonderful thing to want. And that's a great hope. But what he's saying is, in order to get that, you're going to have to purge yourself. You're going to have to purify yourself. You're going to have to cleanse yourself. Woo! Titus 3 and 8, the word of God says, This is a faithful saying, and these things I, I, I will that thou affirm constantly, that they which have believed in God might be careful to maintain good works. These things are good and profitable unto men. So God is letting us know that we must maintain good works. One of the good works that we must maintain is the work of purging ourselves, cleansing ourselves. That's one of the good works because unless we purge ourselves and cleanse ourselves, we will not be that vessel of honor. We will not be used of God and we will just be in the house taking up dust and getting knowledge, doing nothing. It's coming in and nothing going out. And when things come in and nothing go out, you get backed up. Uh-huh. Any way you want to look at that. If you can't flush the toilet, you're in trouble. You see the process? And But we want to live that everything of God comes in but nothing goes out. How is that possible? It's not. We need purging. We need purging, because when you purge, guess what? Something got to... <laughs> God don't mix words and just say them just to say them. He knows what he's talking about. And when he says purging, he knows what he's talking about. He's letting us know something needs to come out. But we're letting it stay, and he wants it to come out. We need to be purged and cleansed. Something needs to come out. You have an opportunity to do that now. Because let's be honest, a lot of times when we leave here, we leave here and it's like the race just got started. We leave here and we got to start thinking for some of us that's just getting started with the cooking. You got to get started with the cooking or you got to figure out how you're going to eat, whichever way you're going to eat. For some of us, you got to go warm up the food. For some of us, it's, it's, you know, I got company coming over. For some of us, we all got something to do. My son, he over there, or my daughter, they probably saying, we, it's Starbucks Sunday. Now they got a name for Sunday, Starbucks Sunday. So when we get done, we got to go to Starbucks. Everybody's prepared to do something when they get here. So why don't you do what you got to do while you're here? So when you leave here, you leave here with something that you can give to other people. Don't let it just come in and don't go out. It got to come in. It got to flow. It got to flow. There's a flow. There's a flow. It's always a flow. Sometimes I pray, I say, God, I want to be in the flow of your spirit. Oh, my God. And guess what? I'm in the flow right now. I got to tell you, I pray all the time, God, let me minister in the flow of your spirit. And right now, I'm in the flow, and you need to get in the flow and let God purge you so you can be flown. It'll be a flow that goes through you. You want to experience the flow of the Holy Ghost, the flow of the Word of God. The flow of the power of God. We can only do it if we purge ourselves. And so if you're here today, why don't you purge yourself right now? 
How do you purge yourself? It's called repentance. That's how we purge ourselves. And we don't repent for no reason. We don't just say words when we repent. When you're repenting, you are asking God to change your motive. Because the, the reason why we're messed up, our motive is wrong. Our motive is wrong. Our motive is wrong. Just like most people, motives are wrong because all they think of is they want to go to church and to go get something. When in relationship, what relationship you're going to be in that all you're going to think about is what you can get and think that relationship is healthy. You tell me. Tell me what relationship that you can be in and all you can think about is what you can get and you tell me how healthy that relationship will be or even if it will last. It won't. Because everybody know when they're the ones that's giving and never receiving and nobody can continue doing that. Nobody can just keep giving, giving, giving and never receiving. So you've got to stop and say, what was your motives for coming here? And most of you you wanted God to speak to your heart. You wanted God to touch you. You wanted God to give you instructions. You wanted to feel better. And that's okay. I'm not telling you that's not okay. But what are you going to give him? Now that's the part that you're challenged with. What are you going to give him? Because he's faithful and just. And he will give you what you ask for. But the question now is, what are you going to give him? This is why we need to be purged so there can be a flow. He flows in, you flow out. He flows in, you flow out. You flow out, he flows in. However it goes, there needs to be a flow so God can work in your life. And you can be a blessing and not be a dishonorable vessel that's worthless and not being used because you won't allow any flow to be in your life. Woo! Help us, Jesus. Help us, Jesus. Let's talk to the Lord and repent of our sins. You can listen to me, and then you can repent of your sins, or you know how to repent. You repent of your sins. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, my motives are not right, Lord God. And, oh God, oftentimes my motives are selfish. My motives are wanting what I want and not being considerate of others. But Lord, I'm here today to ask you to purge me. I'm here today to ask you, Lord God, to forgive me of my sins. I'm here today to ask you, Almighty God, to remove, O God, out of me all the impurities, all the things that defile me, all the ungodly behavior, all the ungodly ways. I'm asking you to purge me and to cleanse me and to wash me that I may be clean. I want the flow. I want the flow of your spirit in my life. I want the flow of your word in my life. I want the flow of your power in my life. I want the flow of God in my life and I ask today Lord God that you will purge me I repent of my sins and I ask you to forgive me and to cleanse me that Lord God I can be whole and that Lord God I can experience the flow of God in my life almighty God I want to be a vessel of honor my great God I want to be a vessel that you can work through I want to be a vessel that you can brag on you said in the word of God have you considered my 
servant Job. And oh my God, we want to be considered a servant of God. We want to be considered a vessel of God. And so we ask today, Lord God, that you will purge us from iniquities and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Will you forgive us, Almighty God, and cleanse us, Almighty God, that we will be clean, that we will be made whole, and that we can be the vessel of honor, the vessel that you may work through in the name of Jesus Christ today, Lord God. We don't want to ever be the same again. We want your hands upon us. You are the potter. We are the clay. Will you mold us? Will you make us? Will you shape us? That God, we can be that instrument. We can be that vessel. That vessel of honor. That vessel, oh God, that you can lift and raise and use for your glory. Father, we thank you for your grace. For your grace, Lord God, has appeared unto all of us. And we're grateful for the grace of God this morning. Oh, Father, have your way today. We bless your holy name. Will somebody lift their hands today and just give the Lord worship and give the Lord adoration and praise Him and magnify Him. I believe today if somebody will lift their hand and worship God, if somebody lift their hands and just begin to adore Him, I believe He's going to do something great in your life that you will not be the same in the name of Jesus. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Lord, we bless your name. Oh, God, we worship you and adore you. There is none like you. You are the King eternal, immortal, the only wise God, the only true and living God. And we bless your name and we honor you. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. There is none like you, Jesus. None like you. None like you. None like you. Oh, hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Oh, somebody love the Lord. One more time before we leave out of here. Grab a hold of him. Don't let him go. Get a Jacob spirit and say, Lord, I won't let you go until you bless me. I won't let you go until you purge me. I won't let you go until you sanctify me. I won't let you go until you use me. <laughs> oh, God, and even when you do so, I still won't let you go. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Come on, let's thank Him and let's honor Him in this place. You are worthy, Lord. You are worthy, Lord. You are worthy, my Jesus. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Oh, blessed be the name of the Lord. If somebody is in the house today and you want to give your life to God, you want to make this day your day, to say, Lord, I give my life to you. I surrender to you. Will you just raise your hand? If you were ready to give your life to the Lord today, hallelujah. We got one over here, Andrew. Andrew, I want you to walk forward. We're going to pray for you. Come on and walk forward. We're going to pray for you. I spoke to Andrew on the telephone the other day, and I told Andrew some of what you're hearing here today, and that is, no matter how much Andrew wants to truly uh, just know the Lord, walk with the Lord. But I told him, like I tell everyone, we have to want this. It's not going to just come to us. 
we're going to have to want it. And he has taken the steps necessary thus far. So we're going to pray for Andrew. He took the step necessary to call me. I told him to come by today. He took the step necessary. He said he wanted to surrender his life to God. He took the step necessary. And so he continues to pray, take the steps necessary to fulfill that relationship that he desire in Christ. And so I want you to keep your, stretch your hands forth towards Andrew. We're going to pray for you, Andrew. We want God to work in his life. He has tried other places. He's gone to places. He has asked people to instruct him in baptism, and nobody has done that for him so far. But Andrew, all things work together for good. God wanted you to be here. And so the places where you went, it didn't work out, not because of anything. It's because God's intent was to lead you here. And so those things didn't work out for no other reason other than God wanted to lead you here. That's all it means. So just thank God for that because he led you here where you're going to hear truth and where everything that you need from God, you can receive it from this congregation. Everything you need, all it takes now is what you want. How much you will pursue, how badly you, it's all about you now because God brought you to the place where everything you will need in him, you will have it. Let's pray for Andrew. Father, in the name of Jesus. We thank you for Andrew today. And Lord, whatever you're doing in his life. Oh, oh my God. Hallelujah. Ah, ah, oh, come on church, pray. Come on church, lay, raise your voice and begin to talk to the Lord. Ah. Andrew, sometimes the way of the Lord is so different from the way we had thought it would be. But God has brought you to this place for such a time as this. This is your time. This is your hour. Receive ye the word of the Lord. Receive the instructions of God. Obey Him and He will direct your path and He will lead you oh, to eternal life. Father, thank you for Andrew. I pray your strength. I pray determination. And I pray that you will constrain him by your love and by your power. And that you will lead him in the path of righteousness. And that, Lord, the will of God be done in his life. Touch Andrew today that he will never be the same from the crown of his head to the sole of his feet. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done. Let it be so. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, hallelujah. That's all right, Andrew, go ahead and worship him. Go ahead and worship him. This is your day. This is your hour. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Have your way, Jesus. Bless him, Lord. Bless him, Lord. Let your will be done in his life, oh God. Let the power of God overshadow him. Break every invisible chain and set him free from all captivity. Lord, let it be so in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Have your way in Andrew's life, Lord. Speak to his heart now, Lord. Give him understanding today, Lord. Let nothing hinder 
him or prevent him from grabbing a hold of eternal life. Have your way, have your way, have your way, have your way, Lord, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Somebody else, God can do something in your life if you want him to. God is here in this place. He can do something in your life if you want him to. Oh. Oh, hallelujah. Somebody thank the Lord today. Somebody adore Him. God is good. God is great. God is wonderful. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Have your way, Jesus. Have your way, Jesus. Father, I thank you for what you're doing in this hour. Lord, I pray that we have purged ourselves, O oh God, that you can work in us as your vessel, that we will be the vessel of honor unto you and you will do what you want in us. I thank you for each and every person that made it out today. Even when the weather wasn't that great, they still came out, Lord. And I pray you will bless them, O oh great God. I pray that you will do great things and mighty things in their life, Almighty God. Bless their families, their homes, Lord God. I pray your hand be upon them. I pray their faith will increase. Oh God, I thank you for them, Lord. Bless them, Lord God. I pray that you keep your hand upon them, Lord Jesus. We thank you for the young man that's going off to school, Lord God. And we pray, Lord God, that you will do a work in them this school year, Lord God. We thank you for what you're doing in this church, Lord God. Oh, we give you honor and praise. As we go from this place, let your hand be upon us, Lord God. We give you the honor and we give you the praise. In Jesus' name we pray. God bless you. Have a wonderful afternoon. Andrew, if you want to get baptized, we'll get you baptized. Right after we leave here, we'll take you and get you baptized. Hallelujah. God bless you. I love you, church. Have a wonderful day. Enjoy your day. Hallelujah.